to be able to take it to that next level. That's what I'm excited about. Mills, quick pass. Nico at the five. Nico in the end zone. The dagger. And Grenard with the sack back at the 25-yard line. Touchdown, Houston. Rock and roll. Tremont Smith, coast to coast. There is no offseason for your Houston Texans. Game day is every day. Now, it's Texans All Access. Because they want to take it to the next level. They've got draft capital. They've added to the equation. And an ordeal that took way too long. That took way too long. That took 14 months plus is over as of this weekend as Deshaun Watson is being traded to the Cleveland Browns. Good evening, everyone. It's Texans All Access. We're live. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. We'll talk about what the Texans have reportedly gotten, because it's all reports, by the way. And we'll talk about what they can do with those picks and assets and what they can convert them to and how Nick Casario can utilize them. Also, talk about what Cleveland did swooping in at the last moment, really. From one moment to the next, everyone assumed Atlanta... 24 hours ago, there was a blue check mark reporter, I'll put that in air quotes, out of Atlanta, swearing up and dancing he would delete his account if he was wrong. I haven't checked to see if he has deleted it. <laughs> oh, it's deleted. But he said he was going to Atlanta. Is it deleted? Have you checked it? It is deleted, yes. Good job. And I actually, somebody told me, not with the Texans, but somebody with another connection told me it was definitely going to be New Orleans, Johnny. So there it is. And people, and I want to start here. I don't know where you want to start, but I want to start here. As far as the compensation, the reported compensation goes, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny because people assume that what they read is correct, right? Well, Carolina was offering this, this, and that. How do you know? How, really? How do you know? But how, where'd you get that from? Because Carolina certainly doesn't want that out there, <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, Carolina's not going to publicize that. And I don't even know if the Watson people would publicize that. How do you know what the offers are, right? Exactly. Uh, I saw some really attractive ones. In fact, Johnny, I don't know about you, but some of the some of the transactional material being thrown out there from these teams that wanted him, I thought was it was getting a little high, but I was perfectly happy to take it based on the fact that I thought the market was what it was. The market is what it is. It's three ones plus plus right and that's basically what they got and i would have been happy with that before the trade deadline you know people were asking me all the time what would you think i look i want three ones plus something else you know could be you know some great lawn furniture i want three ones they got three ones now the one this year is a 13 the one next year we don't know because the suspension is coming at some point we don't know how long it's going to be and it's going to affect them it's not like Baker Mayfield is going to be the backup in Cleveland. And even if he was, are you ready to put your money down on them to win all those games in that division particularly? So we'll see. I'm glad it's over. I'm ready to move on. And that's my opening ramble, my friend. <laughs> um, I mean, if you want me to be brutally honest about things, I'm ready for pick 13. I'm ready for yeah. first in 2023. It's on to pick 13. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, um, Mark, I, I, I can't I can't say this or stress this enough. As you just said, I'm glad it's over and it's time to move on. I can't tell you the number of times 
and I mean, you just you think about discussions, and you, you always think about whether it's with your wife or with uh, friends or family or whatever. Well, you remember when that happened? Well, that led to this, led to this, led to this. Listen, we can go back and rehash it. Everybody knows how we got to this point. Everybody knows how complicated this was. And it got done. And you got the three first-round picks, and then you got some additional beyond that. The key to me was getting the assets because with the asset, you then can work with that asset even more because you're not going to be – you're not going to be given the number 13 pick, the number uh, number 13 uh, overall pick in the draft, and then be told there are conditions on it. Oh, uh, yes, sorry. That number 13 pick has a no-trade clause and has a legal situation that is going to take over a year to figure out. No, you have the number 13 pick. You could do with it what you want. You could trade it to what I would do, trade it down, trade it to the Chargers. Chargers, you want Jordan Davis? Come on up here. We got a deal for you. You add another third-round pick. Maybe you add a second-round pick next year from that particular deal. You have the assets in hand that you now can do even more with. Now, if you want to quibble with how much you got back, or well, it was it should have been three first because I heard this. I heard. Th- Listen, nobody has any clue. Nobody has any clue what the actual offers, as you said, were, what they were in reality. We're, nobody's going to know. We have no idea. What we do know is that Deshaun signing a big deal in Cleveland, that's Cleveland's issue. What the Texans got back in return, as that has been reported, three first-round picks, number 13 this year, and then first-round picks in 23 and 24, in addition to a third-round pick in 23 and a fourth-round pick in 24. Now, what Nick Casario does with those five draft assets – can turn his franchise completely around. Last year, you could argue went five for five, relatively speaking, where they were drafting and what they brought in as far as value goes. I don't know how many picks they end up making this year. I don't know if it's 10, it's 12. I mean, they're sitting right now, I think, nine at one. I think it's 10 picks right now. My gut tells me that one of them will come down. And that's really, in all honesty, Mark, that's really where I, where I want to talk about is now taking the assets you have and turning them into players. You have number three. We've been talking about number three. You now have number 13. That was not something we were talking about. So what do you do with 13? Trade it down? Do you move around? Do you stay at 13? What players make sense? We obviously can't talk about 2023 and 2024. But we've got that additional first-round pick that could turn into another, a lower first-round pick, but then some other picks to go along with it. There's a lot that can happen because the Texans now have that number 13 overall asset this year, and they've got the additional picks in the following two years. You have to rebuild this whole thing with elite top 50 and top 100 talent, and the Texans are not going to have that for the next three years. It's not something they had for the last three or four or five years. They now have it, and now it's time to turn it around and build it on a solid foundation Moving forward. Yes, there's no Deshaun Watson. Sorry, Larry. That's the way it goes. It's business. It was complicated. Everybody moves on. And now it's time to take these assets and turn this, turn this Texans organization, Mark, back into what we wanted it to be in 11 and 12 and what it was in 18 and 19, but to do it for longer, do it for a decade, do it for a decade and more by building it with elite talent. He didn't want to be here. That's the thing. I, people forget that. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. He did not want to be here so badly that he was willing to sit for an entire year. 
right? So, I mean, obviously that was a huge deal. Here's the other thing. There's 22 lawsuits out there. There's still a very serious situation. I know we tend to talk about the football-only part of it so much, and that's really what we should be doing on this show. But I cannot help. I cannot let go of that. I can't let go of that aspect of it. And that's why I was on pins and needles. Please make this deal go through, right? Because you don't know what's on the other end of the lawsuits once everything comes out. It's been remarkably quiet from the Busby camp after the deposition earlier this week. I thought we were going to I thought that whole thing was going to be laid out there in front of the world and that might affect this deal. I didn't know that. But right. obviously, it's a very important thing. You know, you have these women who are accusing him of this and you know, I'm not here to play judge, jury and executioner, but that's still such a huge part of this whole equation. And Look, you think Cleveland is – are they throwing a parade? Some people are very happy about getting a talented yes. quarterback. I get that. But a lot, if you look at their Twitterverse, it's filled with Bill Cosby photoshops on Deshaun Watson's body and stuff like that. They're dealing with that right now. They just paid a ton, a record amount for this quarterback, and it's the largest trade in the National Football League since Herschel Walker – Right. It's the only other trade where three ones were involved. So there's all that to deal with. And, you know, you're still going to be hearing about these lawsuits and these depositions and however they decide to resolve this. I know there's enough money to make settlements, but not everybody wanted to settle before the trade deadline, as you all remember. So that's still a a, a massive part of this whole equation here should not be exor- uh, ignored. And I think that, you know, we have to take. Um, these these women's feelings into consideration when we talk about this stuff, but I know it's a football show and, and we're talking about the deal here that was done. I'm just glad the franchise can move on. I know that there are far more serious things from you know for everybody to move on from uh, in regard to the the accusations and allegations in those civil suits. But you know here we are. It is March 18th. It's 6:11 Central Time, and the Texans are done with this ordeal for the most part. And, uh, and we'll get the trade assets and we'll move on to play some football and take yeah. this franchise back to where it needs to get to in the postseason and beyond. Mark, you brought up a, a, a tremendous point, and I, I think it can simply be said, Cleveland, the Browns organization now, is going to deal with that situation. That is no longer the Texans situation. It doesn't mean at all that we, you and I in particular, because we're the ones on the air, don't have empathy for anybody involved on the other side that's put, that has uh, been part of the lawsuits or anything. We have empathy for those people from a football standpoint. The Texans are clear of this situation, and th- it is time to move on for everybody involved. I mean, obviously, we're going to spend this hour talking about you know what is going on, but you know me. It's about the draft. And you get number 13 overall? What does that mean? Does that mean you can draft big old Jordan Davis from Georgia? Heck, yeah, it does. It absolutely does. I mean, could could you walk out? You could walk out of that draft and you could get Trayvon Walker at number three, potentially. Maybe you get Trayvon Walker at 13. I don't know. It depends on whether he cools off before the draft. You could get big old Jordan Davis at number 13. You could trade down with the Chargers at number 17 and pick up another third rounder where, I don't know, maybe you pick up Zion McCollum from out of the same Houston State to play corner. These are the things, Mark, that I have been sitting on my computer all day doing. 
I have been work. I've been doing it myself. Like, okay, look at the trade chart. What can I trade? How can I trade? Oh, okay, if I trade set, if I trade thirteen to seventeen, then I get seventeen and seventy nine. All right. Well, what if I went from seventeen down to twenty three with Arizona? Well, no, I can't do that because Arizona doesn't have a third round pick. So what if I did it with Dallas? Okay, they got a third round pick. Let's do that. So all of a sudden, I turned thirteen into twenty four seventy nine, and I think like eighty three. Like you, because you have that asset of number 13 overall now, and you'll have two other first-round assets in the future, now you, now you can see Nick moving up and down boards and doing some things um, that get me pretty excited, especially based on how Nick and his staff drafted last year. Well, the other positive thing here, and it, it has to be mentioned, is that you don't have to draft a quarterback. You don't yes. need to draft one, especially yes. high. You right. don't need to take one. If you didn't like Mills, if Mills didn't come around after sitting and watching Tyrod Taylor and then really improving down the stretch, well, you might sit here saying, all right, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Pickett? Is it going to be Willis? Is it going to be one of these guys? Got to go get one, either at 3 or 13. We'd have that debate going on between now and the draft. And by the the way, the draft feels like it's coming up in about 15 minutes. I mean, it's already March 18th. (laughs) (laughs) Time is flat. This offseason is over. It's it's time for training camp. It's over. Hey, Mark, so it's is over. this the time? Let's so get is this the time, So is this the time where I make the um, the plea? I don't know if the plea is the right word, but you know the Harris 100, where you can find out all about draft picks that potentially Texans could make at number 13. If you download yes. the Texans yes. app, you can see all of the write-ups yes. of the Harris 100 right there on a love it. beautiful, beautiful app. Click it. Go find out who they could draft at 13. I'm sure later in the show we can talk about if the Texans stay at 13, what players they could be looking at at a lot of different positions. We can do that maybe later in the show. But go to the app. Have that downloaded. Have that next to you. There will probably be one update of the Harris 100 probably about, I don't know, three or four weeks from now. For the most part, it's staying right where it is. So go check it out. Kyle Hamilton, Notre Dame, number one. Uh, but it is uh, – it's that self-serving time, if you will. Go check out the Harris 100. I love the Harris 100. And you know what? Later on in the show, I'm going to throw a few names at you, and you tell me yay or nay. Yes. Like more likely to be a third, more likely to be 13. Ooh. Uh, Ooh. And, and you said it. You could drop down from three, add on. You could drop down from 13, add on. You could, I don't know. There's so many different possibilities there. Just yes. stay put and draft great players. You have basically two lottery picks here coming up in this draft. And that's what that really jumped out to me football-wise when I got the news today. I thought, all right, you have 13 and 3. That's really good. And that's what matters, immediate help, right? Yes. Now, people are saying, well, you didn't get players. You didn't get this. Remember, it's – the second largest, or I don't know, there are only two trades in the history of this league that involved three number one picks. And I thought all along, Johnny, I would take three ones and anything just to get out from under it and move on with your life, right? Right. And they got more than anything, and I think they'll be okay. Now, look, with the Carolina Panthers, all those rumors, Jeremy Chin and who else? Brian Burns and three yes, ones and Derek two twos. Brown. I mean, yeah. I don't know for sure, but I guarantee you that was never going to happen. That was never <laughs> yeah. going to. There's exactly. no way Carolina's coming through the door with that offer. Come yeah. on, people! Don't and people who believe everything they read as if it's the gospel, right? Well, uh, people say stuff as if it's true, but it's a report. 
and they got from a source. You know who's talking more this week than anybody else? An NFL source. NFL yeah. source guy is <laughs> a blabbermouth, and he won't shut yammering. up. Yeah. yeah, NFL source guy With was information all week. Well, take Mark. everybody, Johnny. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say well, everybody's sources. Everybody's sources are saying it's going to be Atlanta. It's going to be Atlanta. So it's right. definitely Carolina. At first, it was definitely right. Carolina. It has to be Carolina, and and then people looking at it from the wrong perspective because that's the most attractive. Uh, option for the Texans. That's the most attractive team for them to deal with. I'm like, that's not what it's about. You understand what this no trade clause is? He's yes. got control here as to where he's going to go. So once that was off the tip, well, it's definitely Atlanta, right? Well, it's got to be the Saints. It's got to be Atlanta. We went through all that. And then today, mm-hmm. Cleveland's like, uh, hold my beer because there is more money than you ever imagined yeah. going into this deal right here. And it's 100% guaranteed. Whoa. Well, I think that this (laughs) is the biggest reaction to a quarterback contract since, and it's a much smaller deal, but the Kirk Cousins three years guaranteed from the Vikings really raised a lot of eyebrows a few years ago when he got that, and they thought, wait a minute, you're 100% guaranteeing a contract here? Yes, they were. Did it work out for them? Well, they won a playoff game in New Orleans. Uh, The G word, guaranteed. That's what gets everybody is guaranteed. For some reason, Mm -hmm. the NBA, guarantee is like, okay, fine. But when you guarantee, especially a contract, even, I mean, Kirk Cousins was, what, three years, $84 million? And the Browns just guaranteed like $230 million? I mean, look, I, I, I mean, we, we saw what Deshaun Watson could do and what he can be. He had a whole year off. Don't know how much there's going to be a suspension, so we don't know that. I would imagine knowing him, we're gonna, he's going to get back to a pretty high level, but my goodness, what if it doesn't? I mean, that's a, that's a pretty, that's a pretty uh, tall task. But either way, that's, that's Cleveland's issue and Cleveland's opportunity to work out. But going back to your point about sources and people talking reports and trades and all that kind of stuff, I listen to John and Landry a lot. I, I, I am a, an unabashed loophole, and I listen to them. And when people would talk about trades, Figgy would play the Madden, the little Madden clip. It's in the game, you know, because those are the things you create on Madden. That's a trade you create on Madden, you know. So every time everybody called in with a trade, that was what they came up with. And it always turns out to be, in reality, something you didn't see coming. That's why the Herschel Walker trade is such an outlier because nobody had ever made a trade like that. And then Jimmy Johnson was able to take advantage of a loophole in that trade that nobody really ever talks about, which, again, is going back to John Landry, nobody talking about guy. The, the Cowboys got a bunch of players back. But the trade was, if we don't get these players or if something happens to these players, then we get picks in their place. So Jimmy got them all and then cut them. And they, that gave them all the picks. Uh, things are done differently nowadays. I mean, that, that was, what, almost you know, over 30 years ago. But it just is it's strange to look back at and and see that this trade today is compared to that one because it's the only trade, like you said, with three first-rounders wa- first involved in it. I love talking about the draft. I love talking about trades. Um, I, I, I love that sort of thing. I love looking and, and thinking about all these different reports. They're great. But the reality of it is most of the time that what you see out on Twitter, you better take it at a discount. And by the way, can I tell you how many times back at the trade deadline that I heard from – Numerous people. Oh, it's done. 
Oh, it's done. Here are the here are the here are the um here are the here's the trade. It's going to Miami. It's it's all done. It's all taken care of. Um, it's, it's, oh yeah, it's lock it away, seal it away. It's all taken. I mean, really? <laughs> well, that that didn't come to be. I said I yeah. would believe it when I saw it, and when it popped across my phone today, and I realized that it was A D A M S C H E F T E R and not Adnarn or Shyster or anything, and it was actually from <laughs> Adam Schefter <laughs> that he was picking the Browns. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, yeah. okay. And it's then we saw the, the it? trade. It's mind blowing to see it. Like, wow, dude. Because Robert, who's producing for us, texted earlier and said, uh, "You guys going live tonight?" I said, yeah, we're going live tonight. I'm not sure what we'll talk about because, you know, the Watson trade won't happen until over the weekend. And away you go, because they got Atlanta's got to find a spot for Ryan. And then not only two hours later, it is trades made. Here we go. He's going to Cleveland. Like, wait, does that say Cleveland? That doesn't say Cleveland, does it? <laughs> Cleveland, he told Cleveland no. So at that point, you know, persistence, I guess. Yeah, but but Johnny you know, comes Johnny. into play. Um, I don't know. That's how I got my wife persistent. She told me it's no funny. like five times, and I just I kept at it. I kept at it, and I eventually got married. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I saw one tweet. I, I want to be careful with this, but. Well, considering the amount of money that Cleveland gave him, you should have gotten more out of them. Hang on a second. This Remember what happened here. You got everyone's proposal before they could get it to the room, which was the smart thing to do, right? You don't start negotiating after they talk to them yeah. because then there's no market, right? right? At that point, the leverage is completely right. gone. But you're not renegotiating based on the amount of money. Oh, since you're going to offer 230 million guaranteed, that'll be another uh, couple of twos or whatever. You cannot add side dishes to the meal at that point, right? right. I would imagine there was some tweakability, right. my word, to these proposals uh, based on, all right, now we're in real True. time. We're going to make this deal. How, would this do instead of that? Okay, good. Or go with whatever you proposed originally. Um, you know, they, they maybe they could make some subs, right? Some subs off the menu. And speaking of menu, here it is. Here, you know me. I'm always searching for the analogy, the metaphor. Here it is. You're at a steakhouse. All right? This deal is going into the steakhouse. Uh-huh. I need three ones. That's my steak. That's my steak. I can't have two. Uh-huh. I got to have three because yeah. that's my steak, and it's going to be prepared medium just the way I like it, all right? And I get a little bit of Oscar topping on there. That's nice, too. People are complaining <laughs> about some of the side dishes. I understand. I understand, all right? You wanted the garlic mashed potatoes. You don't like the asparagus. You didn't want regular steak fries. You wanted sweet potato fries. Who would do that at the steakhouse, by the way? But some people. Anyway, so there's some disagreement here about the value of the side dishes or if you got enough. You got the steak. You got the steak. That's the most important thing. We can quibble about the other stuff. I'm going to eat my mouth-watering steak. I'm going to go through these drafts. Nick is going to build the team. <laughs> And we're going to go from there. That's how we're rolling here. Right? I don't disagree with you. I mean, I've, I've had Are you people. Okay with that? I've had people text <laughs> me saying, yeah, of, co- of course I'm okay with that. You know I'm okay with that. Although you better not screw up the lobster mac that we usually get with our side. So, um, but I, I don't I disagree with I that know. at all. I mean, getting the three ones back was getting the three ones back was big. That was that that had to be part of it, obviously. 
Um, I shouldn't say obviously. Nothing seems obvious in this situation, but it it felt like that was kind of the 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 minimum that was that was going to happen was getting three first back. I didn't know when the teams were brought up. You know, Carolina had number six, and so the, overall this year, so that sounded attractive. Atlanta was number eight. That was very attractive. Eighteen was New Orleans. You're like, eh, I don't know, but New Orleans had second and third round picks this year. And then you had Cleveland kind of sitting right in the middle at 13. Now, when Cleveland got ruled out, like, all right, well, you move on. But you end up getting a top 15 pick along with the number three that you already have, and you're going to have those picks. I mean, what happens if in one of the next two years Deshaun gets dinged up or, you know, the suspension goes for six games when he comes back, they can't find their footing, they end up, you know, seven and ten, you know, eight and nine, and – you know, that pick is number 13 or 14 again. You know, what happens if Deshaun gets hurt like it's 17 for us? You know, he gets hurt and all of a sudden we got number three, but, you know, we gave number three to Cleveland to go get Deshaun in the first place. So, you know, what happens then? All of a sudden you're talking about, man, we got a, we got a fifth-round pick in this. Maybe Cleveland wins the Super Bowl. Maybe both years, you know, we're picking at number 32. Either way, those are picks we didn't have before, and you can do something as long as you have the asset in your hands. That Nick Casario and his staff do. They have those three ones. They have the third. They have the fourth in their hands. All right. A couple of uh, items on what you could possibly get with pick number 13. We've talked about pick number three a bunch, but what about pick number 13? More reaction to the trade. The Texans setting themselves up for 2022. It's Texans All Access. Texans All Access continues in a moment. Teachers and parents, are you looking for an educational resource to keep your students engaged? The Houston Texans Toro and ConocoPhillips have partnered together to provide Toro's Math Drills. Toro's Math Drills is a free video series that will challenge your students to math topics like fractions, multiplication, division, and place value, all while having fun. Sign up today for free at HoustonTexans.com on the Kids School Program page and run your students through Toro's Math Drills, presented by ConocoPhillips. Go Texans! Welcome to Louisiana's largest casino resort. Come to Cachata Casino Resort and play the largest gaming floor in the Lake Charles area with thousands of the newest, most exciting slots, over 65 table games, live poker and off-track betting, plus beautiful hotels, award-winning cuisine, and the number one rated golf course in Louisiana. Experience good old Louisiana hospitality Cachata style at Cachata Casino Resort, Louisiana's best bet. Back to the show that keeps you plugged in with the Houston Texans. Mark Vandermeer, John Harris with you. Welcome. We're live talking about the big trade today. Texans reportedly, I'll still say that because it's not officially announced by them yet, reportedly sending Deshaun Watson to Cleveland. Three number one draft choices, first round draft choices, number one overall picks would be nice. Uh, the stake of the deal, as we said, Watson reportedly gets $230 million guaranteed by the Browns. Johnny, did you see this, that it's $1 million for next year just in case he gets suspended and he's yeah. not going to lose much of the money? I don't know if that's going to hold up or not. I don't know if that meets league approval. We'll see soon Aye. enough, uh, but maybe it does. And uh, there will be something. Obviously, the very serious allegations are still out there with him uh, with the 22 lawsuits he's facing. And these were attempted. There were attempts to get these settled before the trade deadline, reportedly. 
and yes. it didn't That's happen true. because there were some holdouts. So we'll see how that goes if they're going to be able to do it now. Obviously, there's a lot of money for him to play with. Sometimes that will help. But uh, obviously a very serious situation. It's been very quiet from the Busby camp through all this, which I find interesting. And I'm just glad for the Houston Texans they can get through it, get past it. A player who didn't want to be with them anymore. Look, I know he had issues or whatever. Uh, obviously, uh, I look, I, I don't want to rehash everything, especially not until it's official, Johnny. But well, like we said from the get-go, it's good to have it done and you move on and you get ready for 2022 and you have two picks in the top 13. Well, we did get a statement during the break from the Texans. We got the statement during the break? Here nice. is the statement from General Manager Nick Casario. Earlier today, we agreed to trade Deshaun Watson to the Cleveland Browns. I felt it was the right move for the organization as we head into the new league year, focused on building our roster for the 2022 season. Our priority right now is adding talented players to the foundation we have already put in place over the last 15 months, and the trade supports that plan. As we navigate through the rest of the offseason, we remain open-minded to all avenues that allow us to improve our roster and to add to our program this is from cal mcnair the statement i'm extremely proud I'll, of the way okay, nick I'll, casario go ahead what i'm extremely proud of the way nick casario navigated us through this challenging situation he remained patient before ultimately making the decision that's best for us in both the short and long term we're confident in our plan to build a championship program that can sustain success and our entire organization is excited to move forward together all right, so it's three firsts, a third next year, and a fourth the year after that. They send a 2024 fifth to the Browns along with Watson. So it's three firsts, a third, and a fourth. And, again, you have the 13th this year. We don't know what next year's is going to be. It's very possible that Watson doesn't play the whole season for the Cleveland Browns because of a suspension. Possibly. And then the following years, we'll see where it takes the uh, Cleveland Browns. But we have the uh, Nick Casario quote. We just read you the Cal McNair quote. And these two, well, actually, Nick will have a uh, press conference soon enough tomorrow. And we will have Nick on as well. We'll have Nick on our uh, video channels, all our platforms, YouTube and Facebook and Twitter will go live. Uh, actually, with that, we're not going to go live. We'll go live with the presser. So we'll have all the information out there from the GM. He'll talk about the deal some more. And talk about the other acquisitions as well, because obviously, as you know, they've been busy. I know this is a huge story, but they've been busy acquiring other players and re-signing some players. And I think that when you look at the draft, that's where this thing is really going to shift. Being basically what, five for five last year in picks. I mean, that's a yeah. pretty high batting average. I don't know if Garrett Wall is going to turn out to be a pro bowler. We'll see, but he showed some good signs as the right. season went along. And the most important pick being Davis Mills in the third round, who this year certainly would have gone higher had he stayed in school. But you were able to have him do a, a learning year, a learning season behind Tyrod Taylor, played early, sat for a while, played again, and played well down the stretch and very well by some metrics. So you're looking forward to year two with him. So, Johnny, pick number 13. At three, we know there's a lot out there. I guess we have to wonder, based on what the Jags need, based on what everyone assumes Detroit is going to do with Hutchinson, that Hamilton, Hamilton will be available number three. Is he there, Johnny, and should he take him? 
I, if Hutchinson goes to the Jags, which I believe is going to happen, Detroit gets all kinds of interesting because somebody could be trading up to go get one of those offensive linemen, thinking the Texans might still be interested. Maybe, Car- maybe Carolina moves from six to two, although they don't have a ton of ammunition to be able to do that. So that gets interesting with the Lions. I, if I'm the Lions, I take Hamilton at two. I absolutely do. Now, they just re-upped with Tracy Walker, but that's not going to get in the way of you drafting Kyle Hamilton. I would take Kyle Hamilton at three. You know how I feel. I just don't know that he is going to be there. I think my worst-case scenario ends up being Hutchinson, Hamilton, in whatever order, going one and two, and all of a sudden we're like, oh, daggummit. I, I still think trade down now. Again, trade down needs a partner. It does. I mean, you can dance solo if you want, but it's not going to help you with the number three pick. But if you find a trade-down partner, maybe one of the quarterbacks, maybe Malik Willis gets really, really hot, and a team is like, we got to have him. And that's why the next week to ten days becomes interesting to see what do the Seahawks do, what do the Colts do, what do uh, – how, the, how the 49ers kind of handle things, and what domino does Jimmy Grapple have maybe going somewhere, have on some other team. So – those are things to all kind of keep in mind of what could impact number two and obviously number three. If Hamilton's there at three, defensive playmaker, I mean, I, you just can't have enough defensive playmakers. And the thing is, oh, he's a safety. Yeah, he's a safety. He's a nickel linebacker. He's a will linebacker. Um, he can blitz off the edge. I mean, how many different things do you want Kyle Hamilton to be able to do as a quote-unquote safety? He'll be able to do them at number three. If you move down, you move down. That's great. But I think – I think Hutchinson, Hamilton, the two offensive linemen, I don't think are out of consideration because they both can play guard. You go back to the fact that could they, kind of like Larry Tunsil did when he was in Miami. When he got drafted by Miami, they had uh, uh, Brandon Albert at left tackle, so they Mm -hmm. stuck Laramie inside at guard for a year. Albert then went and became a free agent. I think after that, Laramie bumped back up the left tackle, and that's how they went about doing it. Now, Laramie ended up being drafted 12 or 13. You got to balance out Evan Neal at Quanu. I have them rated that highly, so I would have no issue with it because I think I could play him at guard, and then whatever happens with your tackle situation in the future, they can bump out the tackle at that point. I just think they're that good of football players. I don't want to leave them out of the mix. And then the one name that's been brought up a lot lately is Trayvon Walker, who is the defensive end from Georgia, 272 pounds, six foot five, long arms, Runs in the four or five range, a complete, just bionic man, just an athlete like you've never seen. I don't think he's a polished edge rusher, but he has a violent player out on the edge from a football standpoint. Plays the run extremely well. Uh, I mean, he is physical. He would definitely set a tone uh, out on the edge. I don't know that he is. 12 sacks a year. But then again, I don't think he's also reached his potential. But that's a name that's definitely been out there for the Texans sitting at number three. Number 13 gets interesting, Mark. 13 gets really interesting because I think that's where some of the corners start to maybe come off the board. And if teams are trading up to go maybe go get quarterbacks, maybe the corners come down. Maybe Sauce Gardner comes down. Maybe Stingley comes down. Um, I love Trent McDuffie from out of Washington. He's one of my, he's one of my favorite players to watch. Maybe they're, they're all in play at 13. And also, maybe Jordan Davis from Georgia is in play at 13. 
And could you see a scenario where you have Trayvon Walker and Jordan Davis, those two monsters coming from Georgia, and they're part of the Texans defensive line for the next how many ever years? Heck, yeah, I could see it. It would be fantastic to watch those two physical beasts join this Texans defensive line. And then let's see Derrick Henry and company try and run on those guys consistently over the next how many ever years. So that's how you get this thing built with elite talent and you had those two Georgia guys at 3-13, and 13, man, you'd look really, really good. Maybe at 13, it's Derek Stingley. Maybe Stingley falls to 13, and there you're sitting there with a, a top three talent in the entire draft that you get at 13 because teams are passing on corners or they're questioning Stingley. Man, you end up with him at 13? Man, that would be awesome. But it's going to be fun to watch it all play out and see how teams kind of navigate the draft and obviously how Nick's going to navigate it up and down. I really like strengthening the middle of the defensive line. I love the signing of Malik Collins. Pressure up the middle is so key. We always talk about that with Andre, how everyone talks about edge rushers. And, yeah, I get it. You're going to get sacks and strip sacks, and it's very sexy and all of that. But when you get pressure up the middle, that's when the QB tends to end up in the arms of a defensive end or outside linebacker, pass rusher, right? When you get that punch up the middle. And you have these two guys from Georgia, Travon Walker and Jordan Davis, in the top ten of the Harris 100. Quick question for you. Is it more difficult or easier to evaluate when you have terrific players playing around them? Because the offense has to deal with so much when they're trying to block these guys. Yeah, it's a, it's a great point, Mark. And I try to take all that into consideration. I take it all into consideration. I mean, I watch how many times teams try and double Jordan Davis and how they're unsuccessful in doing it. I watch teams against Trevon Walker, and I see all the different things Trevon Walker does. And then I realize, okay, yeah, when, are the, when is he getting a one-on-one situation? Um, when is he getting doubled? How is he playing the run? I try and keep the situations as much as I possibly can separate, even though they're playing on the same line. And I'm telling you, I, I was watching him today against Alabama in the SEC championship game. I'm like, my, my goodness, trying to run – Trying to run on them was just nearly impossible. And, the, and one of the keys, Jordan Davis said at his pro day that he got down to like 345, 340 range. I think he was 341 at the combine. That was 15 to 20 pounds less than what he played in. He said he's so much quicker and faster and he wants to stay. He wants to stay at a sleek 340 going forward. That's scary to think about. A 6'6", 340, sleek, agile, and mobile, and faster than probably every other tight end on the roster if he does end up with the Texans. But it's tough to kind of evaluate, like, okay, is Jordan Davis getting all the attention here? But I look for certain things with both of them. Man, they're good. And, and by the way, if the Texans trade out at 13, they move down, they move down. Devontae Wyatt is going in the first round, too. He's the guy that played in between those two other guys, and he's just as good a football player as the other two. They're going to have three first-rounders coming off that defensive line from Georgia. All right, let's get to the recap, what happened today, how it affects things, how the Texans move forward, what's going to happen with the Browns, all coming up here on Texans Radio. More Texans Radio is on the way. Unjunk your sleep at Mattress Firm. For a limited time, get a king bed for a queen price or a queen bed for a twin price. 
and save up to $500 on top-selling brands like Sealy, Serta, and Sleepies. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying Sealy purchase up to a $4.99 value. Or shop hot buys and get up to 50% off, like Sealy Queen mattresses starting at $324.99 or Sleepies at $199.99. In stock for fast delivery, only at Mattress Firm. Restrictions apply. See store or mattressfirm.com for details. Or mattressfirm.com for details. Or mat- Texans Radio. The drive continues. It does. Mark Vandermeer and John Harris with you. Trade agreed to. Houston Texans getting three first rounders and then some from the Cleveland Browns for sending Deshaun Watson near Lake Erie as he gets a reported $230 million guaranteed contract. And we'll see how it plays out for the Cleveland Browns who have Amari Cooper on their team. No more Jarvis Landry. Obviously, no more OBJ left during last year. Ended up with the Rams. We'll see how they put it together around him, cap-wise and otherwise. Uh, obviously, it's something we're going to be following. The Brads are coming into NRG Stadium this year, right, Johnny? So uh, that's a date to circle on the calendar when the schedule comes out. Yeah, of course, that's the next. Uh, and I don't know when. I can't remember when the schedule's coming out. Last year it came out after the draft. I think it was the, what, second week in May? It'll be after. So it'll be after. So uh, I was going to say that's the next event, but the draft is the next event. Um, and then we'll get the schedule, and everybody will want to see it and see when that game will take place. And I would imagine it'll be there'll be a lot of eyes, not just in Houston and Cleveland, on that particular ball game when it happens. Yeah, no question. I mean, you have Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. Now, he might be suspended when they come in, although the league, if, if they have any kind of sense of drama, and they do, they might make it late enough in the season. I don't know if the suspension will be handed down by them then or not. I mean, this is like crazy speculation right here, but the Browns are scheduled to come to NRG Stadium this year because the Texans and Browns finished in the same slot in their divisions. Houston does not play the AFC North this year. The Browns obviously play the rest of the AFC North, so they'll have to deal with Baltimore and the AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals, and we'll see how the Steelers handle their business moving forward. Uh, But obviously always a tough out for the Browns no matter what the situation is. Yeah. Well, you do know who the Browns do play this year. The Carolina Panthers, the Atlanta Falcons, and the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> they have the, they N- play the, they NFC, have the South. NFC South this year. So that could be interesting. Well, the, I'm glad you brought this up because this week has been traumatic for many parties, right? In a football mm-hmm. sense, not in a real-life sense. and Maybe yes. in a real-life sense for the uh, 22 women who are filing the civil suits and made the uh, accusations and allegations. But, again, we're talking football context here. Matt Ryan, what happens with him now, with the Atlanta Falcons? We already know Baker Mayfield. They were going back and forth, really not and forth, just back. They were They were not having it with each other this week and i guess once the watson thing became this sort of uh you know passed over opportunity for them not really passed over but they were they were passed over by the watson camp until they rallied with this huge money today uh the thought was mayfield would be welcomed back to cleveland because he has a year left on the deal but he wanted no part of it and we'll see if he ends up in indy or not what do the falcons do with matt ryan i mean everybody's sort of left holding the bag here i think the saints come out of it 
I don't want to say the best because they're still looking for a quarterback and reportedly Jameis Winston is in play to go back there. But I think it's a different situation than when you have an established starting quarterback, and I'll call Mayfield established because the Browns have done things with him that they've never done in their history since coming back into the league in 1999. It's all very interesting. There's no question. Uh, And, you know, obviously with the Browns having us on the schedule, those teams in the NFC South, you're going to have Deshaun and Lamar twice a year. You're going to have Deshaun Mm -hmm. and Burrow twice a year. I mean, those, those boy, um, there's gonna they're gonna be a lot of primetime games coming Cleveland's way, and it's a it's a strong roster. I don't think there's any any question with that. And now it's the the opportunity for Nick Casario and his staff to turn this into a strong roster. Um, maybe in the same way, maybe not. We'll see. But it's it that part. The Deshaun Watson part, short though it, it was from 2017 through 2021, is over. Moving on to Cleveland, Texans moving on. Everybody seemingly has closure other than, like you said, from a football sense, yes. Obviously, there are, um, there are some women in these lawsuits that don't have that closure, and hopefully they're going to be able to get that closure, what they deserve from a football sense, closure. That's mm-hmm. that's as simple as you can say it. And now we start looking forward to the draft with Mark after what do we have one first round pick in like five years and now we got two coming up in a month or so? That's nice. Yeah, I mean it's the first time it's only the second time in the last five years you have a first and a second round draft choice. And you know, my closing thought on this is you you mentioned closure. Look, the whole thing was terribly sad in a football context, right? I mean you had this quarterback, he was awesome. You did some really amazing things with him. And then ultimately, the marriage breaks up. It it really was something that it, you never wanted to see happen. It did happen. And then, you know, with the breakup announcement or, or the declaration of I want the breakup, then you get the lawsuits filed. And then your whole, I don't know, belief of the whole thing, of, uh, of what this really was, Maybe it changes. I mean, from a football sense, no, but it just got to be so horrible. And again, in a football context, and uh, it's just so great to be able to move on. It really is. And it it is sad, but it's also you look to the future and you're happy about having these picks. You're happy that you don't have to reach on a quarterback this year. So let's just uh, see what happens in the draft coming up in a matter of weeks. I mean, it's coming up very quickly here, and there are a lot more free agents to uh, sift through here and acquire for Nick Casario and staff. Johnny, thanks so much for the time, and thank you, Robert Harris, for producing. No relation to Johnny, and we'll be visiting with Nick Casario tomorrow. You'll be seeing that soon enough on the Texans platforms. Have a great night, everyone, and as always, go Texans. This is Texans Radio on Sports Radio 610. How do we outsmart cancer? At Houston Methodist, we're creating nanodevices to directly treat tumors, minimizing side effects. We're researching how repurposing existing treatments can stop the deadliest form of breast cancer from spreading. And removing cervical cancer without affecting the uterus so you can still give birth. That's the difference between practicing medicine and leading it. Houston Methodist, leading medicine. To learn more, visit HoustonMethodist.org. It's the classic dilemma at Whataburger. 
You pick up your all-time favorite patty melt with two fresh all-beef patties, melted Monterey Jack cheese, grilled onions, and creamy pepper sauce. And just when you're about to dig into Whataburger's take on this delicious all-time classic, someone utters the dreaded words. Can I have a bite? Should you? Shouldn't you? Maybe you should just take a big bite so you don't have to answer. Ooh, glad that dilemma's over. The Whataburger patty melt. Just like you like it. Just like.